This is the Guillermo Moreno Show. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's gonna do it? You! I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. I would rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. A political map will not solve all of your problems. A politician that has the same skin color as you will not solve all your problems. The redistricting final public comment meeting, and it's not the final, there's two more essentially, but at the committee stage, was such a, I wouldn't say eye-opening experience because I, I, I know most of this already, but it was surreal because the liberals and progressives, the Dolores Huerta Foundation and specific Planned Parenthood, uh, SEIU, have the Sierra Club, all these liberal progressive organizations have such a stronghold on the left. And the Dolores Huerta Foundation has such power over Latinos, it is scary. This is the biggest news today that you need to be aware of. Redistricting for Fresno County occurred last night. Uh, they, they narrowed down 20 maps. And our, our on-scene, on-field reporter, Matt White, will join us in the next segment to kind of give us a, a recap of what happened. But I, I'm going to describe to you what I felt when I was watching this. And, I'm, and you know me. I'm blunt. It was basically three different groups. Well, four different groups. Every 10 years, obviously, the line's got to be drawn. The first group was in, in the, the Republicans, a conservative group. I'm not going to lie. Map 101, Republican groups. Uh, conservative publisher wrote the map, d- described the map, boundary the map. The Republicans all stood up for it. And it, it's a map with little change. And then you had the minority group from West Fresno with another map. And then you had the Sikh community, the Punjabi Sikh community with another map. And then you had the fourth map. These were, there was 20 of them, but these are the main four. Then you had the Dolores Huerta Foundation. And, and of course, you know, the Dolores Huerta Foundation is a hyper-progressive foundation. They get a lot of money from Hillary Clinton. They get a lot of money from George Soros. That, that, that's them. And, and I don't fault any. You can start, you know, you can start whatever organization you want. And I and I've pleaded with many conservatives, like, hey, why don't we start nonprofits too? Hey, there you go. There's a thought. What really surprised me were the Latino individuals there. And we're gonna get into that in just a bit. But those were the four groups. I was just astonished and dumbfounded how everyone feels on the left that 
there needs to be more Latino. There needs to be more brown supervisors and more brown politicians because they understand the plight of the people. Only brown people can elect brown politicians. Now, let me give you the current makeup of the Board of Supervisors. Nathan Magsig, Caucasian, white. Steve Brandau, Caucasian, white. Pacheco, I think he's Portuguese. Caucasianist, I guess. But Mendez, white. Salcantero, Latino. Now, the argument is it's not brown enough. Fresno County is now brown. There's more Latinos, so it's got to be brown. Now, I don't judge a person by their skin color, and, and I thought we had... I thought we all had agreed that, that that was probably a good idea a long, long time ago, right? We had, we had a great civil rights leader in MLK that said, hey, don't judge by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. Pretty simple, right? But I was just, I was so heartbroken to hear so many Latinos get up to the mic supporting the Dolores Huerta Foundation. And most of the time, they were there saying, I support Dolores Huerta. And I support the foundation, and I support that they fight for Latinos. And I thought to myself, look, I, I, th- these individuals, and it's not their fault. It's not their fault that the Dolores Huerta Foundation and these progressive liberals lie to them and tell them that, hey, show up to this meeting. This is about white people and taking power away from brown people. You need to show up to this meeting. You need to talk about how much brown people need to be elected and how brown people are the only ones that can solve all the problems, Okay. These poor individuals show up and give their support for the Dolores Huerta Foundation at a public hearing for different maps for redistricting. It was heart-wrenching. And I sat there, and I'm telling myself, this is why conservatism loses. Because the Dolores Huerta Foundation and similar other liberal organizations, all they have to do is knock on the door of Latino households and scare people. That's what they do. Hey, I need you to show up at this meeting. You want to know why? Because you're poor, and you want to know why? Because white people and, and Republicans keep you down. Well, well, and luck would have it. There's a meeting about this, and we need you to go over there, and we need you to tell them how white people don't know your plight, how we need to have more Latinos represented, and how all your problems are related to conservatives and white people. Okay, you got it? Show up. Oh, and by the way, when you get there, we're going to give you a T-shirt, and you go up to the mic, and you tell people how you feel. And I thought to myself, this is our problem. And, and I'm not going to get into the lies and, and the Dolores Huerta Foundation and how, and how bad it is. I, I, we're beyond that. They're just, they're, the Dolores Huerta Foundation isn't going to close shop. My plea is to, to, to the conservative party, the liberals are the Pied Piper. They're leading these people. We got to be able to somehow go out there and tell them, no, 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 listen, you're wrong. The problems that you have are not because of the conservatives, and, and they're not because of the board of supervisors. You had individuals there last night, I had one, and I wrote her name down, Leticia, Leticia from Parlier. She got up there and, for, and said, I support the Dolores Huerta Foundation. And I'm going to tell you, our people in Parlier have been in poverty for so long. And in, in, in a cafeteria right now, the elementary school and the high school are sharing a cafeteria. This is wrong. 
Our children are struggling. Our children are suffering. Our children are the, are, are the ones that are being left out. And I sat there telling myself, oh, 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 Leticia, what you need to do is you need to go to the school board. You're at a county board. It has nothing to do with your kids sharing a cafeteria at all. And by the way, you should probably call every single elected official in the chain to address this issue. And others said, well, I got potholes that need filling. Well, you call your city council. Crime is up the way. Crime is, crime is horrible. Well, if you're in a city district and not in an unincorporated district, well, then that, that does fall in the county. But you're, if you are in the city, you need to talk to your city council. But you know why the, these individuals are so lost? And they don't know why, because they believe everything a liberal organizer tells them at the door. And that is the biggest issue we have as conservatives. And yeah, it is our issue. It's not the left's issue because they don't, they don't care. They've been doing this for decades and they're going to continue to do it. This is your issue and my issue. Here's the other thing. And, and, and this, just, uh, this just really gets me upset. And remember, folks, on the right and the left, the right and the left. These are all politicians, board of supervisors, politicians, city council members, politicians, assembly members, state senators, politicians, congressmen, politicians. Because they are brown and you are brown or black or whatever you are, just because they're your same skin color doesn't mean they know everything about you. They know your plight. They know where you're from. We have seen this so many times on the national level. The color of your skin doesn't make you more in tune with others' plight. Every, every race is poor. Every race is on the social economic strata. These are politicians, don't forget. And now more than ever, these politicians, what they do is, all they do is get in line for the next seat up. They don't care about the current seat. And they all, and they all sing the same song. If they're progressive, wacko, liberal, they don't care. They're there. They're going to push progressive, wacko, liberal policies. Case in point, Jewel Hurtado. Jewel Hurtado in Kingsburg is a progressive Democrat. Hence, in Kingsburg, she wanted to bring the LGBTQ movement. She doesn't care about her district in Kingsburg. She cares about pushing these leftist progressive values. Politicians aren't going to solve your problem. Politicians of the same skin color as you don't necessarily know your plight more than anyone else. It, it, it frustrated me to no end. All right, I'm up against a break. I'm, I'm telling you, it's gonna be, um, it's gonna be redistricting because th- this is so dangerous, so dangerous. And this is where we gotta start. I'm telling you, or else we're gonna lose. And eventually, doesn't matter. Redistricting ain't gonna matter because they're gonna stack every single point of government. All right, we come back. Matt White joins us to give us a recap on last night here on the Best Talk in Town. Talk Radio 1550 KXCX. You know what? I... I can kick myself in the behind. I totally forgot to tease this story. I'm still going to do it, even though I didn't tease it. I apologize. The Nightmare on Elm Street 
is listed for $3.5 million. The Los Angeles home from the 1984 movie, A Nightmare on Elm Street, has listed for sale in time for a Halloween with an asking price of $3.5 million. The two-story house served as the home of Nancy Thompson in Wes Craven's classic slasher film and was a location of the character's final showdown with the iconic serial killer Freddy Krueger. That's right. There's a, there's, a, there's a Halloween movie out right now called Halloween. Uh, Matt White joins us. Our on the on the on the ground KXCX reporter Matt White. Hey, did have you? Did, you're, this this might be a uh, too early for you, but did you ever watch Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Cougar? I did when I was younger, but it's been a long time. It's been a long so, time. Are you a big scary movie scary movie guy? I'm not actually. What? I'm not a big. I, I'm just not. Let me not guess. My, you're, not you're, my vibe. Your parents didn't let you watch them when you were younger. That's what it was. That's that's probably what it was. <laughs> okay, because listen, my mine didn't either. But my I had I had a, a older aunt that snuck me away, and I watched all of them. Then I couldn't sleep for forever, and then I had problems like being in dark rooms. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know, someone's gonna pop out. Uh, but anyhow, I figured we'd do that little that little a little bit of uh, lighthearted Halloween uh, news coming out of there. All right, Matt. The reason why I have you on is because you were there last night. Well, how long was it? About four and a half hours, almost five hours, the redistricting committee meeting? Yeah, it was about almost five hours. Oh, man. You sound, you sound like you've been at a meeting, at a government meeting for five hours. Matt, so, so basically, I, you know, I've, been, I've been talking to the audience about the, the partisanness of what went on last night. But I don't want to talk about that with you. I, I pretty much want you to, to give us kind of the... What happened last night? What were the main takeaways from last night's redistricting meeting? Well, I know going to the meeting, it was, I know everybody with the public comment, I I figured things would get sort of partisan immediately, especially arriving when you have an organized team there with people that are making t-shirts. And this isn't supposed to be a partisan process, but you know, you were talking about it yesterday on the show in terms of the different things that have been proposed, such as the equity map and very partisan map and a lot of a lot of favors, and when you look at people that endorsed in terms of Planned Parenthood, the Globalist Democrat Party, and stuff like this, it was just automatically going to become a partisan thing, especially when these are very outside interest groups coming in to affect our Fresno population, and this is going to affect us for the next 10 years for our supervisor districts, and yeah, right from the start, I could already I could already feel the tension in the room in terms of the amount of people in there, and kind of, yeah, just right from the start. Hey, so, so Matt, did, did the equity map, did the Dolores Huerta Foundation, Planned Parenthood map, SEIU map, it's all the same map, did that per, did that move on to the next stage? So the process of the, the redistricting is, so there was 22 maps that were submitted, and they are all going to be put onto the board, but there was only three that were recommended. Now, so, uh, the, okay, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so the three that were recommended were map 101, and that was the Fair uh, Redistricting Commission, 120, and then 121. And one of those is actually one of the, the National Districting Committee. Uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, that committee was uh, – those were pushed through, so those three maps. And then the ones that weren't, they didn't have enough votes. They needed six votes on the board for it to be recommended by the committee. And the ones that didn't go through were 103, 105, 108, 112, 115, 117, 119, and 122. A lot of maps. It, it was. It was a lot of maps. And I, to be honest with you, I didn't. I didn't have time to go through all twenty-two maps and look at the boundary lines and figure it out. But what was the? Uh, what was kind of the feeling afterwards? What did the Dolores Huerta people and, and and the progressives? How did they feel after after the vote was taken? Did Did you stay that late? 
No, I stayed. I stayed the whole time. I listened to every public comment. I wanted to see and hear what everybody in the Fresno area, Fresno County area, thought based on these districts and what they thought needed to be done. And a lot of the public comment in terms of opposition to the equity map is you're looking at South Fresno, you're looking at rural areas that weren't going to be represented through the the equity map. And you're cutting a lot of communities that are historically together and you're taking them apart, especially our ag communities. A big topic of discussion last night is our farmers, our water, things that are going to need to be needed for uh, uh, agriculture. And And you're going to cut communities off and you're going to bring a whole metropolitan area into the map in South Fresno, voting on issues that would not even be regarded to them. And and that was, that was the equity map, right? It would essentially put like farming communities with like downtown Fresno, like the like rural and and urban together, correct? Yep, pretty much. Yeah, to just sum so, it up, and that was a big topic. Yeah, so and that was a lot of the opposition. So, um, and like I said previously, when this is supposed to be a nonpartisan process, when like you said, you had the Planned Parenthood progressive pack endorsing the Sierra Club, and also the Closest Democrat Club to help elect Democrats and put people in a position. This was partisan from the start, and. Yeah, it's just super interesting. So it did yeah. get a little spicy last night. It got really spicy, and 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 I'm always and you know this. I'm always truthful with the audience. Uh, the conservative map, I would put it as map 101. Uh, it, it was it was it was written by a conservative uh, political insider. Uh, the map 120, 121 were from the NDC. That's kind of the the consultant firm. But I, I want to be honest with the people of, of what it is because I I believe in transparency and all you know full honesty. The other thing, Matt, that I got was. And it was mentioned by the ACLU lawyer for, I think it was Southern California. Uh, She's based out of Fresno, I guess, was, hey, you need to make sure that you put you advance the equity map, because if not, you're going to be violating state law. I don't know too much about this, but did you get the sense that if they hadn't chosen the equity map that they were going to file a lawsuit? And I guess they did this in Kern County. Am Am I correct? Yeah, they had talked about that and had briefed it. I'm not as familiar with that, so I couldn't speak on that too much. But even I know there was numbers and stuff in terms of the deviation, the population, that there were questions about voter age, and some of the numbers were sort of off. Uh, I know some board members, and the equity map got to five votes. It was one vote off. I think wow. it was five, three. Um, so it missed by one vote. But a lot of the consensus was since public comment was so strong in favor of it, that should have been something that was recommended by some of the board members. And, yeah, so it just was a really interesting night. It was interesting to hear every every perspective. And it's part of our civil process and our, our duties as being civically engaged citizens to go and impart what we believe should be the districts for our supervisors going forward. Because, like I said, this is 10 years. It's going to affect us for the next decade. And I'm actually sad that the process was made faster. And a lot of people didn't know about this meeting because think about it, 40 people making public comment about the future of these districts and not to have as much of the Fresno County represented there. It's kind of sad if you think about it. Yeah, I have a feeling they're going to be going on to the next phase and it'll be quite heavily attended. I guess the I guess the Fresno County Board of Supervisors are essentially going to vote on this. They have their meeting and public individuals can go to that meeting as well. So I, I think those will be extremely well attended. Yeah, I believe so, too. And I know there's there's only two more meetings before they take it to a final vote. And it's all yeah. done on December 15th. And, yeah, no, I think it's trying to keep our communities together. I think that was the big consensus. And we, I know you probably talked a little bit about it yesterday, but, you know, with the equity map, it just doesn't even, because it has those partisan things, it, it goes against the Voting Rights Act of 1965 yeah. and the that we're 
increase in Fresno County map, those were things that were going to keep communities together, which is what the people I believe in the Fresno County area want, especially our farmers, because they often get the back burner on those issues and those topics. And this would just further that and yeah, leave us yeah. with people that don't care about those people. Yeah. So here's the other takeaway, Matt, that I, that I took from last night. Uh, conservatism in the Central Valley is is in a hard is we're we're between a rock and a hard place. I don't know when I spoke about this in the first segment. It it really breaks my heart that you have the Dolores Huerta Foundation, and they're not the only ones that do it. You have many progressive organizations that 100%. that that go to the people and they just tell them, "Listen, you you are brown. You need to be represented by a brown person." Nobody can nobody can represent you but a brown person. You are poor. Your kids aren't going to school. You have no economic advancement. That's because of white politicians. So I need you to show up at this meeting and you need to tell them that you want a brown representative. And and it just it breaks my heart because we conservatives, you know, it, we're going to win the day here. I know the end of this. I I read the back of the book here. We're going to we're going to get the map that that there that there really is no deviation. But the saddest part out of all this is going to be the fact that you have Latinos that are called upon at any moment and they're fed with this lie that only Latino, now it's Latino progressives, they're the only ones that know how to fight for the impoverished. And that is such a lie and it is so ill-founded. A hundred percent. And and it's the biggest lies. I'm, my, my grandfather, he's from Colima, Mexico, and the fact that he came here for a better life in the American dream and the fact that they like to play identity politics and organize this and allow outside interests to come in and try to stray away from that. We just know these policies that they've enacted over decades have, have pretty much impoverished these communities, our school districts, our high rate in crime, are all have been left-leaning Democrat policies, and it's left people behind. And the fact that we allowed these people to get into office is really sad. It speaks to us in California. I saw yesterday $7.59 in one city in California for yeah. gas. And this affects everybody. And this is, and yeah, and this identity politics, it almost made me sick how much that was talked about it, at it, that meeting yesterday because it that's not what it's about. It's not. Matt White, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Our roaming reporter, Matt White, thank you. All right, I, I do want to get to I, I do want to get to some audio here with regards to the meeting. So, so here is, and I think this is probably the one of the biggest uh, for me was one of the biggest audio cuts of the night. Here is a member of the public that was already prepped and trained uh, by the Dolores Huerta Foundation. Here's what she said, and she was irate that individuals before her said that, "Hey, listen, the Dolores Huerta Foundation is a partisan organization. They, they they're they're extremely partisan in their map." Here, here we go. Because supposedly the focus here is a map for the good of everyone. I would like for any one of the ones who are here to go one day in the field. I worked in the field. Okay. Okay. So, 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 so let me let me tell you, she's she she's was coached by the Dolores Huerta Foundation, and and I was told that that there was some scuffle on the outside between the Dolores Huerta Foundation and and the individuals on the conservative side. 
I felt bad for, for this speaker in particular because she gets up there and she says, I thought this was supposed to be about a map. And and, and, it, and, it, and it is. She's right. It, it is about district district boundaries. But then she, she devolved into, I hope all of you, well, you guys should all go out in the field and work and know what hard work is like. And it's like, well, well hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. This isn't a map. This this isn't a discussion on the farm workers and agriculture and the treatment of farm workers because trust me, that conversation is has been had and the liberal left has decimated the ag industry. We don't have enough water. They're following crops. They've essentially tied the hands of farmers and farm labor contractors with overtime rules and regulations. There are 17,000 rules and regulations on the agriculture industry. And you're going to tell me that this district meeting with county supervisors is going to somehow lighten the plight of field workers in the field. That's not their job. That's at the state assembly level. But listen, she says, I want you guys all need to go out in the fields. For the good of everyone. I would like for any one of the ones who are here would go one day in the field. I worked in the field. I, I hope, I wish one of you guys would go one day to work in the fields. She, she has been lied to. This wasn't a meeting about brown against white. That's what it devolved into. But I'm going to have the rest of that audio when we come back. I think it's vitally important for you to hear what I've been explaining to you this entire time right here on the best talk in town talk radio 1550 KXCX. Uh, nothing like some heavy, uh, some heavy metal coming in on a very heavy, heavy topic. The redistricting I want to get back to the audio of one of the speakers on behalf of the Dolores Huerta Foundation. And remember, this this redistricting meeting turned partisan real quick, and it turned into a the Board of Supervisors currently is all white. They don't know what they're doing, except there's like two, maybe three Latinos. We've got two Portuguese in there. Uh, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know the plight of the, par- the farm worker. They don't know. They don't know how to fix roads, which actually is not necessarily in their direct purview. Uh, they 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 don't have good public safety records. Well, it's actually the city that does that. But but this one speaker in particular got to the mic and said, "I thought this was about maps, and it it was about maps." But she went in to talk about the plight of Latinos and a lot of the issues. And I would say it's about 70% of what was said last night was actually not directly related to the Board of Supervisors. 30% of it was. But she she hit the mic saying, I wish you guys would go out one day and work in the fields. One day. And I'm going to play the rest of this audio. Here we go. For the good of everyone. I would like for any one of the ones who are here. Would go one day in the field. I worked in the field. Okay, she said she had responded. Okay, and I'm Caucasian. I challenge them all to get education. I'm sorry for the word I'm about to use. And she's talking through an interpreter here. And she says, listen, I, 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 I apologize for what I am about to say. I want to say sorry and sorry again to everyone. Honestly, you're looking at my face like I'm stupid. 
just ask her to keep her comments directed okay. to us. We're okay. not paying attention to the comments in the audience. I'm not stupid. Does it look like I have stupid on my face? I'm not stupid. And I'm also not a for anyone. If we're talking about so she goes on to say, look, I, I, I'm not manipulated like Donald Trump supporters here. No one, no one mentioned Donald, Donald Trump doesn't, has nothing to do with it. Donald Trump probably doesn't even know where Fresno County is. But she's there saying, I'm not a mannequin of Donald Trump. Insinuating that people, that, I think Josh was wearing a MAGA hat. But I want, I want you to dig deeper. The Dolores Huerta Foundation set this up as a, hey, this is Donald Trump people. This is far right wing conservatives, right? Which Donald Trump is not a far right wing conservative. But this this is conservative Republicans. They're the ones that want to keep you down. So, of course, I mean, she's 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 livid. Livid. And, and, and somehow, fairly easily, the Dolores Huerta Foundation convinced her that all of her problems and all the problems of the impoverished in the rural areas is the problem because Donald Trump made it that way, which is completely backwards. And for so many times, they have been reprimanding. And she says for such a long time, the Latino community has just been silent. They have been, they, they don't say anything. And it's like, well, let, 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 hold on. Hold, let's take a step back. You have a lot of elected Latinos who supposedly care about the Latino community, but you want to know why her and many of the Latino speakers last night who work out in the fields are so angry? They're angry because of what's going on in the field, which has no direct correlation to conservatism or a single Republican policy. The problem that exists in the field is overregulation by liberal Democrats who have is, is, who have mandated overtime rules and regulations that have cut farm worker hours. They don't allow farmers to have access to water directly at the state level, which has impacted the number of individuals who can work out in the field. The housing costs have gone through the roof exponentially. Because the left has been in charge for about, what now, 15 years. The gasoline prices are through the roof. And somehow, she, 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 she says this is the plight of the Latinos. We're tired of not being heard. We'll stop electing the same Democrats that promise you things every election time period goes and don't care about you the moment they walk into the state house. And again, she goes on with, hey, I hope one of you guys will stand next to me and join me out in the field. Get on a ladder that's seven feet so you know what it's like. No, that's not necessary. Your elected official needs to go out there and do that. And your elected official not only needs to 
to get on that ladder with you, your elected official needs to talk to the farm labor contractor, which hires you, to figure out what plight they're facing. And then after that, they need to go to the grower and figure that out. But somehow, the Dolores Huerta Foundation and progressive liberals have convinced so many Latinos that the devil are that the devil is conservative. And thank God for uh, for Liz Colstead. Uh, she's been on the she's been on our station before. She was one of the commissioners, and, and and she couldn't take the amount of yelling that she was getting. So that that's that's the next voice you hear. And Liz Colstead did an awesome job. Please don't yell at us. You can you can direct or comment at us. Yeah, don't yell. So, so, so she says, don't, you know, we're being disrespected. We come here so you can hear us. You have a majority liberal assembly. You have a majority liberal Senate. They are the ones that need to hear you. This is the county level. The county does have some power. I'm not going to say they don't. But the Latino community says, I, they are still not hearing our voices. Latinos, Democrats have been in charge at every level of government, especially in today, except Fresno County. Today, yet, you and, and everything you're talking about, the plight in the field, has nothing to do with the county. You are correct. She's right. They're not paying attention to the Latino community. And that is the fault of the left. The, 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 those are the people you elected. I'm here because I'm interested in the good of my kids. Yo ya no importo. I don't matter. That's school board. I'm here for the good of my kids. That's that's your local school board and the governor who kept your kids home. What matters is them. There's drugs. There's drugs. Yeah, there are drugs. That And if you live, where does she live in? Parlier? The city of Parlier? Well... Uh, then, then maybe you need to talk to, uh, I don't know, the, the sheriff's office or the city. I don't know if the parlor is an unincorporated. Is it a No, it is a city. I apologize. It is a city. Yeah, you need, you need to go to your city council member in Parlier and talk about the drugs. There's roads that don't work. Roads that don't work. Uh, again, uh, you're going to want to talk to the city of Parlier. Yeah, we don't have transportation. I don't know why she, why, why in Parlier they don't have transportation, but but I can tell you this: uh, maybe the high cost of gas and the high cost of transportation, which can be directly correlated to to again to left. So 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 there's farm workers that don't know how to how, how to go from city to city. Uh, a couple of things. There's so much money that has been given by the state for transportation purposes to to municipalities. Uh, this can easily be solved. And again, I don't know what the interplay between Fresno County and the city of Parlier is, but but a lot of these rural areas do have bus systems that go, and they're not big, obviously, because the cities are not big, that go in and out of Fresno. But transportation from the Campo, there's also a CalVans program a CalVans program that, that transport farm workers specifically, it's heavily regulated. That's why a lot of people don't want to do it. 
but but there there are programs. We need to focus on what we really need. We lose the most important aspect, the reality of what we want. Yeah, we have to stop the racism. So, again, conservatives, she's wrong, obviously. But but this is what we're up against. You know that, right? If you go up to her door and you try to explain to her, hey, listen, I agree with you. The politicians aren't listening, especially in, in the agriculture community. Uh, that's handled at the state level. And you try to explain it. And the moment you say you're conservative, she's going to shut you down. That's the problem we face. And again, and, and now we're back to Dolores Huerta Foundation. She said, let's talk about the most important thing. I support the Dolores Huerta Foundation. This wasn't a meeting on whether the Dolores Huerta Foundation needs to exist or not. But it, it proves my point even more that the Dolores Huerta Foundation, Planned Parenthood, SEIU, has such a stronghold on these communities. I'll come back with the remaining audio from her and another man who who, who, who I, I agree with. But, man, every, everyone is just so backwards. We'll be right back here on the Best Talk in Town. Talk Radio 1550 KXCX. Right, let's get back into it right away. Don't forget, Shen Yun, Shen Yun will be at the William Soroyan Theater October 30th and 31st. This production of dancing, ballet, acrobatics, Shen Yun, China before communism. I had the honor of attending Shen Yun back in 2019. Uh, this show is banned in China uh, for good reason because it shares with you uh, China essentially before communism. You got to watch it and you got to support uh, Shen Yun. They do such a great job. So visit shenyun.com for tickets. That's shenyun.com. S H E N Y U N.com. Shenyun.com. Uh, go, go see this, uh, this show that is banned in China. Uh, China really comes to life uh, during uh, the William Soroyan Theater production. Well, it's not their production, but Shen Yun at the William Soroyan Theater October 30th and 31st. You're not going to want to miss it. <sighs> Redistricting. Playing the audio for you right now from last night and the Dolores Huerta Foundation supporters. Uh, and we're going to get right back into it. She had, she had just, well, yeah, we'll back it up. Let's back it up. And, and here she talks about how she supports the Dolores Huerta Foundation. And again, this isn't about the Dolores Huerta Foundation, but it, the Dolores Huerta Foundation made this about Latinos against whites and uh, the Republican politicians just wanting to keep people poor forever, which, which, which is so far away from reality. Thing, and I support the Dolores Huerta Foundation. And not because I'm manipulated by an organization, but because I'm here because I'm interested in my kids and my community. 
here because they're scared. Y yo vengo representando a mi pueblo. And I come representing my people. Y a todas esas voces humildes que realmente quisieran estar aquí parados y decirles todo lo que piensan y lo que sienten. Essentially, she's saying, hey, there's people in the community that are scared to come out. Listen, they're scared to come out because the left have created such a monster in us that we're somehow cold, heartless, racist, which which is which is further from the truth. I mean, uh, you can't, I, I want you to, I don't even know what to say anymore besides th th this is what we're up against. Not her, but the left and the lies that they tell the Latino community, which, which will all go to the polls in mass again and after election, after election, and election, and, and send them back. And nothing changes. That's, what, that's one thing I would love to ask someone in Spanish. ¿Y por qué nada cambia? And why isn't anything changing? You guys are voting the same way. You guys keep electing the same people, and, and nothing is changing. Well, Guillermo, this is the county level. No, a lot of the plight, 70% of the issues that the Dolores Huerta Foundation participants visited for have a direct correlation to city issues and school board issues, and, and really the state issues, governor issues. And for all those humble voices who would love to be up here standing and letting you all know what they think. Let's leave the politics aside and let's focus on what really matters. Well, well, she is correct. We're on our knees because the government has put us on our knees. She goes off on COVID, which, which is even more of a, it shows you how the progressive liberals have lied to the people. That's the governor. No, Guillermo, that's the county. Well, I agree. The county had Dr. Rice Vora, but they did everything that the governor wanted. <laughs> Who's the Democrat? <laughs> So, so, so again, I, I, and her plight is real. She's saying, I, I'm tired of Latinos being, being down on the floor. Well, let's, let's go. She's in Parlier, right? It is in Fresno County. And if I am not mistaken, oh, is Parlier Salcantero? Oh, I'm not sure on that. It's either Salcantero or Buddy Mendez. That's the, at the county level. Parlier is ran by lefties, right? And the assembly member, I believe, is, is it Joaquina Rambula? Lefty. Uh, her state senator is, is not Jewel Hurtado. Is uh, uh, it's another Hurtado lefty. Her congressman is I don't know. It, that might be Costa. It's either Costa or Valadeo, which <laughs> doesn't matter. Lefties, right? Their senator is a Latino Alex Padilla and Feinstein. Lefties. Her governor is lefty Latinos. If you're if you feel that you're on the ground and your and your political leaders don't listen to you, that's because ninety five percent of them are Latino Democrats who don't listen to you. 
Maybe things would change if they weren't the same people year after year. The plight of the Latino isn't because of conservatives. It's not because of white conservatives. It's not because of white people. It's because you're listening to the wrong people. I agree. Then change your elected officials. Change those Democrats that you keep electing. It was hard to listen to her, and there were many individuals like her that felt that the plight was entirely the fault of conservatives. It, they, they, they won't. They, they need to change. I'm not, I shouldn't say they won't change. The, the thinking that every every problem, you know this, right? Every every problem is because of Donald Trump, even though he's not there. Every problem is because conservative Republicans, even though we're not in charge, and somehow every election period. Every time, every election period, the the Democrats effectively convince Latinos that every single problem is still our fault. We can't, we conservatives can't organize a damn banquet, and it somehow is our fault. Retired Marine Corps Colonel John Somerville joins us for Zion's Watchmen here on the Best Talk in Town.